It's the Cloud Chronicles, blazing trails, you know how Johnny moves Young Black Mamba, dropping the hottest news Like some mad attorney calling audibles When it's my set, I don't know how I'ma lose Keep it a hundred, we from the 90s dude Freshest podcast out, we on the grind for you Stuck on your head all day, Gorilla Glue <laughs> they think they really gon' out me Pull up with the big tech Call it Silicon Valley Made it through a dark winter It was getting so cloudy Now we got the sickest show In the whole county It's the cold world Better bundle up Gotta get the shovel when the truck is stuck In the middle of a blizzard Still coming up Tuning in just so I know what is up It's the Cloud Chronicles It's the Cloud Chronicles Cloud Chronicles what up, world? We are live. We are back. This is the Cloud Chronicles, man. I'm your host, Jerry and Blaze, man. We are doing a special Saturday episode. So, um, yeah, I got a super special guest. Um, she does a little bit of what I do, too. I was uh, pleasantly surprised about that, but I'm going to let you uh, meet her and let her introduce herself and everything. And uh, So, without further ado, I want everybody to welcome Miss Keisha Sanchez to the Cloud Chronicles. Whoa. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on. So everybody, look, Keisha is uh, the host of I Am Radio, and she is a naturopathy. Yeah, I wasn't gonna mess it up again. <laughs> naturopathy, 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 naturopathy advocate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, naturopathy advocate. Yeah. So, um, go ahead, introduce yourself to the people who don't know who you are. Uh, go ahead, please. Yes. Yeah, so um, my name is Keisha. Um, I am the host or co-host. I should say I do have a co-host, Tati, yeah. Miss Tati Bati of I Am Radio. We're based out of um, Arlington, Texas on Fishbowl Radio Network. Um, and I am also a naturopathy advocate and teacher in our community um, that just basically brings awareness around um, holistic methods um, to heal ourselves holistically, mind, body and spirit using natural principles. And I am all for that. I've had a couple of people on the show that um, also do a little bit of that. Um, so this is going to be this going to be good. So what made you want to get into broadcasting? Like, when did you get the the bug, so to speak? Is this something you've always wanted to do since you were small or? Uh, you know what? I never um, thought I would broadcast or be in front of cameras or anything like that. Mm -hmm. uh, content, contrary to popular belief, I am very shy, <laughs> um, very, very shy. Um, but uh, actually, I have to pay homage to my gay, uh, guy, Xavier Hall. Um, he was one of my co-hosts, along with James Lavelle on The P-View, uh, mm -hmm. which was a show that we had earlier this uh, earlier this year. Um, so over the course of the past year and a half, um, he was reaching out. We would, you know, be in each other's uh, inbox speaking about Islam and stuff like that. And he's like, yo, we need to we need to put together a show. Mm -hmm. uh, and throughout the pandemic, um, he would reach out, out to me, just keep on to me like, hey, we need to do a show. And finally, he hit me up in uh, February, March, I would say, and be like, we're going to Fishbowl. I'm paying for it. Let, let's just go ahead and do it. Um, we sat in my living room and wrote mm -hmm. up about six months worth of content um, wow. just to make sure that we were ready and to be consistent. Um, and so we rode with that show, I would say, for a couple months. And mm -hmm. along the way, I just seen a certain response and demand and also a responsibility for us as um, African-Americans to have a platform and be in control of our own media and um, with that being said, and with the inspiration of my father, Dr. Khalid El-Akim, 
who is the owner of the Black History Mobile Museum 101. Um, Shout out to him. Yes, yes, 30 years, 30 years. So um, he inspired me from childhood to be, I'm, I'm mixed with black and white. So my mother's white and my father's black. Um, mm -hmm. He made me very aware and conscious of my African-American culture, you know, and I didn't really understand why he was always gone and on the move and going to different shows and mm -hmm. going to different events back then. But I was, he exposed me to it and I, and I, it built value, you know, in my consciousness and along my life. And now that I'm 30 years old or, you know, as I gotten older, I've had to um, just tap into it and go back to the basics and realize how much value and how important it is um, for us to have these platforms and for the educational piece and awareness piece to uh, be available to mm -hmm. our people. Yes, yes, very, very much so. I, I agree. It's like, uh, have you heard Kev on stage with his Kev on stage studios? Yeah, this is yeah. what I see for you. I, I yeah. see it happen about a couple <laughs> more years, maybe, maybe a couple yeah. more months. You go have your own little studio set up, have people recording hey. down there and everything. Whatever, whatever God says, I'm, I'm down. That's right. That's right. I hear you. I hear you. So, um, broadcasting, um, is this something that you would, did you just go to school for it or is this something you just kind of, no, you I did that and you just studied film, so to speak. Yeah. So actually, I started off in photography. So me and my youngest daughter, um, she's a creative. And mm -hmm. uh, so she uh, got into photography during the pandemic. Uh, once we um, Naima Divine Photography, it's named after her. So once we once she started delving into that, um, I came up with an idea when we post content on Facebook, so during the pandemic, you know, there was this huge trend of everybody being Facebook comedians, right? Mm -hmm. And I was one of those people and I had a huge following from that. But once we got into the photography, I really focused on realism, realism photography, catching stuff in the moment, real life. Mm -hmm. But one thing about it, when I wanted to recreate and represent myself to um, social media on a professional level, the inspiration or the objective was to showcase women in a new light, mm -hmm. modest photography, modest women. And so one of the, one of the first photo shoots that I did, I believe was, it was in Arlington and it was a group of about four, four of us. And we dr dressed up in our cultural, uh, clothing we went out and took pictures in front of murals and stuff like that that represented mm -hmm. unity and love and then the second big project i did was the women in black which was a uh, shot out in dallas mm -hmm. um we went out there and this was a big time during the riots and you know the stuff going on across the nation uh george floyd and stuff like that mm -hmm. he had a lot of uh, uh murals and stuff so we made sure that we went out there and that we were modest and we were able to present ourselves in a new light because honestly, right now, the level of respect for women is diminished. And part of it is through media. Part of it is the unawareness uh, and the identity uh, crisis, right? right. Um, so how do we do that? We, we have to recreate it and we have to control it. So I, I took, I saw that gap and I said, you know what? Let me create something new that'll stand apart, stand out. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So rather than me putting on little hoochie mama clothes, which I like to wear, you know, sometimes. <laughs> but if I'm going to present myself to right. the public, I need to right. look a certain way. If I want to be talked to and uh, courted a certain way, whatever the case may be, if I want Pretty a certain professional, professional yes. uh, transaction to go through, I need to mm-hmm. present myself in a certain way that's honorable and respectable. Agreed. And there's actually a quote in... I don't want to misquote who said it, but it's something that it, I'm not going to misquote it, but I'm going to right. paraphrase the quote <laughs> or who said it. But mm-hmm. and you may know who it is, but it said they said that the nation can raise no higher than its woman. And as I get older and as I grow this sense of responsibility, not only for myself, because once you have a certain awareness, you right. understand it's not all about you. Your representation is for your people, for your community, for your family. So a nation could raise no higher than its woman. When I heard that, I'm like, damn, I have not only a responsibility for myself, but I need to create a platform and a visual that will not only represent me, but also be the catalyst to represent my sisters and say, hey, we could do what we do on the side and have fun and stuff like that. But at the same time, when we want to go out into the world and make these changes, again, we want to be received a certain way. We want to be heard. When I used to practice Islam, my hijab, I didn't wear it because my husband told me to or anything like that. Right. Number one, I wore it because the Quran said that it would protect me from being mocked or groped in public. Thank you. I'm sorry. Who was it? He walked out. Okay. Wait, did he All say right. who it was? I I couldn't hear him. He walked hear him? out. Okay. Okay. But, well, when he t- tell him to chime back in whenever he get yeah. that. I want to know. I want to know too. I, I'll get that for you. Okay. Cool. But, cool. Um, when I wore my hijab, it made me feel dignified, and it also made me lessen or cover my identity. So people express themselves through different. Um, different ways so your your clothing your makeup your accessories you know fashion is a big part of how we uh identify with ourselves and how we want to be received you know by others mm-hmm. so with that being said the hijab for me which i was a fly hijabi but yeah. it, it made me tone myself down and submit mm-hmm. you know and so when people had to talk to me you couldn't look at my ass you couldn't look at nothing but my face you had to look at me straight in the face and Mm -hmm. communicate with me and that was a big um big cornerstone in my life and even though i don't wear hijab any longer Mm -hmm. the concept still sticks with me and there's various other ways that you can do that without wearing the covering right and that's how you carry yourself and uh, know how to maneuver in different situations and knowing your audience and who you're talking to and knowing how to speak their language. True, true. So let me ask you, um, t- talk about some of the the hurdles you had to go through to get your platform. Um, You know what? I'm not going to say I had any hurdles mm-hmm. because I just haven't. <laughs> right. I, I, I saw the opportunity Mm-hmm. I reached out to people that I knew or I surrounded myself with people that held me accountable, that mm-hmm. pushed me to be better than even what I am. They think I'm great, but they pushed me to go harder. Uh, they, I was able to know where to go to make it happen. That's one mm-hmm. thing 
um, you know, you have to do. You got to know how to make it happen and you have to know yeah. where the resources are. I was blessed to know what those resources are. Um, as far as my support, uh, there's a lot of talk about people not getting support in their own city and, you know, all of that. Mm -hmm. Yes, it does happen. But I thank God that I have had the city behind me, my friends, mm -hmm. my family, strangers. Um, I think a lot of it has to be that I'm I'm setting myself apart by not following certain trends. I'm not on here uh, talking about bullshit. I'm not on here talking about, you know, the crazy stuff going on and, you know, in the news and I'm not focused on the negativity. I'm mm -hmm. really trying to open up a dialogue between, you know, me. I work mostly with men. Um, mm -hmm. I'm trying to create a safe space where men and women can communicate effectively and efficiently. I'm trying to create a platform where we can discuss real life situations and come to an understanding rather than being conclusive. Um, I've been an apologist, you know, a Christian apologist. I've been a Muslim apologist. And what I've come to realize, if you understand a uh, debate, debate, people go to debates to find answers. Now the two right. debating, they both think they know the answers, right? right? But the people that are watching them, I used to spend hours watching debates, mm -hmm. you know, and what I learned, found out to realize is that people still leave with the same answers or they follow whoever sounds better. That's the mm -hmm. same thing that happens in the courtroom. Justice mm -hmm. does not happen in the courtroom. Justice is relative. People mm -hmm. win cases based off of whoever presented the information the best. It doesn't mean that it's true. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of other variables that go along with it. So when you understand that, and again, you have that sense of awareness and responsibility. You are very careful with the content that you put out or very uh, careful with being conclusive. Sudguru, which is one of my spiritual uh, teachers, he says to say that I don't know opens mm -hmm. up the limitless opportunities of knowing. And so that is where I rest my case is I, I want to be a continuous student. I want to continue to talk to people. I want to continue to invite other perspectives and insights. And mm -hmm. also, again, to reel that back in, make sure that our people have a platform that is an easy yes, because I have had that. My journey has been seamless. That's not to say that I have had it easy as far as the work. Right. My work ethic outside of this is unmatched. So this, because it's my passion, is seamless but I put just as much work into this as I do in any other aspect of my life. Um, so when artists and business owners and influencers reach out and I see that it aligns, it'll be automatic. Right. I, they need somebody to answer the phone. They need someone to say yes. Mm -hmm. I just had schizo uh, here last weekend or the weekend before from Kalamazoo, right. Michigan. He introduced me to a uh, the juggalo culture. I'm not sure if you know what that is, but I'm familiar with that being in Texas my whole I life. Agree. Yes, I'm very, it that. is. It is a whole thing. Yeah, it so thing. I it was introduced to this culture. It was a teacher moment for me, and mm -hmm. um, I actually interviewed him, and he said that he would rather work, and he's worked with celebrity artists. He tours all you know tours mm -hmm. all over, but he said that he would rather work with independent artists and, you know, local artists because mm -hmm. they pick up the phone, they're ready to collab. And mm -hmm. when you reach out to some of these 
big name, you know, people you have to email, you got to chase them down or they don't respond. Well, there has to be that middleman. And I'm okay with being that middleman because I see, I see the demand for it. And to be able to create the space, there, there's no bigger reward for that. When you are able to create the space and people can come out safely and be able to perform and, you know, do their craft and perform their art. It's an amazing thing. So I'm just humbled and honored to be, be part of that. Yeah. Well said, well said. You um, sound a lot like one of my good friends, Fatal Poems. He's in California. He's kind of a middleman. He works with the underground indie artist only. And he kind of like, he's that person that, that picks up the phone for him. You know what I'm saying? This is where you need to be going. Not this way. Okay, you don't. This is you know. This is what you need to focus on. Like he's kind of that guy. So definitely need more people like that in everything. I mean, shout out to everybody who's helped me in my podcast journey. Had tons of people pick up the phone. I know I, (laughs) I know I wear people out, but I want to know. So you got to kind of you're going to be annoying if you're trying to learn. If you're really trying to learn. So yeah, and and most definitely. And like I said, I I haven't really had too many hurdles as far as people telling me no. I mean it. It's mm-hmm. really been seamless, but my mm-hmm. biggest thing has just been um, uh, balance, balancing, you know, this and being a mother of three. So I have a right. 15-year-old, a 14-year-old, or she's about to be 14, and I have a seven-year-old girl. Um, mm-hmm. So me balancing being a mother, I also, um, I have a career, you know, so I do, I, right. I'm a bankruptcy manager, um, you know, and I'm very close knit with like my, my family. I'm very grounded at home. I have a lot of people that look up to me that depend on me. And so my energy and, uh, how I'm able to operate mentally, I have to meditate a lot. I have to be in tune with myself. And sometimes I overexert myself because I'm trying Mm -hmm. to make sure everybody else is okay. And so, um, one way that I hide stress is through working. And so uh, my dear friend Tati, she had to call me out and really say, hey, Keisha, you've been saying that you're tired. You keep booking this and booking that. And to me, I'm thinking I'm doing a great thing, but Mm -hmm. you're really doing a disservice to yourself and a disservice to your friends, your family um, when you are overexerting yourself. So I have had to um, just kind of get back, back to the basics. I've had to step away from a couple of things, but I'm definitely working on some things that'll definitely make sure that the show continues, um, but just streamline some of the stuff so I'm able to operate at my full potential. Well, shout out to your friend because those are the type of friends you need. You need them friends that's going to call you out and keep you from overworking yourself. She was, you probably were like, you know, I got this, 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 and this. And she was like, no, 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 Keisha. You said you needed a break. (laughs) Take your your ass home. You said you wanted a break. Go home. Yeah, go sit down. Exactly, exactly. So tell me about the radio station, the I Am. I Am Radio. Tell me about it. So I Am Radio. So we actually started, uh, so shout out to my boys, um, Righteous Life Radio, Righteous Life Media. Um, I actually started with them, airing uh, from them. Uh, I created I Am Radio. So the power in the I Am. That is something that I've had to learn, the power of affirmation. So a couple of years ago, I was struggling with depression and even battling suicide. A lot of people don't know that part of my life. And um, I was being taught by an older African lady. You know, I had my deep religious beliefs and, you know, just really going through it. And 
I realized at that point, all this stuff she was trying to teach me, you know, I had all these problems going on. I felt like I had failed myself, failed my family, mm -hmm. going through a rough uh, patch of my marriage. Yeah. So I felt so shamed and damned by God that in being a spiritual woman, if I can't talk to God, I, I can't function. Right. And I had to borrow some new beliefs. Whatever she was telling me at that time, I, I couldn't grasp it. And mm -hmm. one thing she told me, she said, borrow my beliefs. Because she's like, whatever the hell you believe in, it's not working. <laughs> so <laughs> she's like, you need to... uh learn. Try this recipe right here. Try this right here for a little exactly. bit. Yeah, and so yeah. where the naturopathy and where the I am radio comes from, mm -hmm. that's where the word I am is inspired from, is my journey having to practice the power of self-affirmations. I was stressed out and depressed because I had the wrong core beliefs. However, that was built from my childhood up. I believe that life happened to me. And then I had to learn that I am life. <laughs> life doesn't happen to me. I have the same attributes as the creator. I can, I create my own reality and everything will happen according to his will. And whatever doesn't happen is just not meant to be. But I have right, a certain exactly. responsibility for myself and for my family. It's not to try to be their God. My mm. responsibility over myself is to be the best human being that I can be and be a good example. Right. And with that responsibility, you know, I'm not perfect, but with more practice and with mm. more awareness, you're you're able to catch yourself like that. Okay, I'm going down this road. I need to veer back over here. Spiraling a little bit. Let me, spiraling let me and you go have meditate. Let me go get away from everything or what. Yeah. I, I'm big on the law of attraction and the big secret. Thing. And I read a lot of those books, uh, Dr. Wayne Dwyer. So um, all everything you're saying, I'm like, yes. I'm, not I'm just nodding my head because it's, it's like, yeah, that's, it was about 2010. I got real heavy on that. And yeah, the affirmation yeah. and visualization and seeing everything that I'm literally doing right now. Exactly. Where it happened and feeling, not only seeing it, the feeling part, like that's yeah. another thing people don't get. Like you got to actually, yeah, how happy are you going to feel when you get that job or you get mm -hmm. that house or you get that promotion or whatever? You got to think about that as well as the actual promotion. Yeah. Yeah. Visualization, visualization was a big part of my life. And, you know, I'm going to her with all these problems and she, I was literally looking for someone to save me. I wanted God to drop down from the sky himself and pull mm. me out of my own bullshit. And she had to realize, she said, you think I'm talking to you crazy about creating some new shit. She's like, you created everything you're in right now. Right. And I said, you know what? It is. It's, it's, it's a consequence of all mm. my prior beliefs, all my prior actions. You know, where I was at that point in my life was a consequence. And so I had to... Um, recreate uh, where I was at. I had to uh, take on some new beliefs. I learned the affirmations and um, she would tell me simple things like go watch a comedy. I'm like, the comedy show is not going to help me with my marriage or it's not going to fix this money problem. And she was like, it's not about that. It's about how you are feeling. When you feel better, you do better. You need to lower your blood pressure. Mm -hmm. You need to look a certain way. So mm -hmm. you feel a certain way. She was telling All me to get together. back to the basics. Mm -hmm. And once I started doing that little by little and got my mind back, I was able to recreate my reality. And I made some big changes in my life. And I uh, ended up losing two very important people in my life. My best friend, Toya, uh, she was killed uh, that same year. And then after that, I lost my grandmother. We're two 
pillars in my life that really know Keisha. Again, I'm a very mm-hmm. private person and I don't have a lot of people to go to. I was always that person that people went to. And right. so when I lost them, I was like, I have to put my big girl panties on and I have to take on life some way, somehow in a new shape or form. Mm-hmm. And so, like you big mama now. <laughs> yes, yes. And yeah, so that yeah. responsibility was for me. I started practicing principles uh, through herbalism, aromatherapy, mm-hmm. color therapy, sound therapy. Um, and I was just playing around with it, posting it on Facebook about what I was really doing to help myself. Um, but people was calling it witchcraft and all of this shit. So I said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm a witch. Um, but what I realized is that there is a, a word for it. It's naturopathy. And so what I ended up doing earlier this year is I ended up going to UTA to um, go to school and study uh, naturopathic principles. And then I ended up starting teaching monthly classes um, to our community, people that sign up um, and teach them the introduction of naturopathy and teach them how to um, identify what their triggers are, what their traumas are, and how to heal them by using stuff that's in your back pocket outside. Mm-hmm. If you need to go to the lake, if you need to go put your, I walk around barefoot. I do a lot of my shows. grounding, grounding. <laughs> I'm always grounded, yeah. you know, and we're looking for a miracle. But, you know, what I always say is that magic is you creating the space to receive what is already yours. There's no miracle falling out of the sky. You have to take care of yourself and your family and your friends and your kids need to know that you are okay. You got too many eyes on you. So you need to be responsible and take care of yourself. That way, again, you can uh, operate at your full potential. And that's what I just try to teach everybody and really get them to understand that we are that I am, you know, not to supersede what the scriptures say about God being that I am. I don't ever want to, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. I'm talking about the power of you breaking the identity crisis and really understanding the power that you do have and the responsibility that you have in your own life. Right. Well said. Well said. and, And that's, that's what I am radio is about is again, creating that space and it might not be for healing. We could talk about that. There's going to be content about that. But some people are at stages in their life where they need uh, their healing is music. Their healing mm-hmm. is their business. You know, that's manifestations that they have. And so I'm just honored to ha- to be able to create the space for them to showcase whatever their I am is. Yes, yes, that's 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 great, man. I, 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 I You got a fan for life right here. Yeah, seriously, I, I definitely I want you to come back on and talk more about this. Um, I'm definitely I'd like to get you on on my radio uh, on the on Sundays and we where we got an hour and you can definitely just expound on this more. This this was a lot of great information. Um, so before I let you get out of here, do you have uh, any other like new projects you're working on? Uh, anything that you wanted to plug or push right now? Yeah. So actually, so we do um, last night actually just left a showcase. So uh, me and Como in Arlington, Texas at Fouché's, uh, we do host a monthly showcase. So any artists that are interested in coming out to showcase your talent, we do have cash and prizes. Um, You'll also be able to come on the radio show for an interview as well to be able to showcase your music. So we do that every month. You can always uh, follow me, Keisha Sanchez on Facebook or I am radio on Facebook. Uh, Instagram is I am underscore radio. And again, that's E-Y-E um, am underscore radio. 
Um, so you are more than welcome to reach out. We'll uh, make sure that you get signed up. It's a dope event. Uh, we also do a, a networking event every month at Fouché's. Um, so any vendors, any artists that's uh, willing to come out and showcase their business or their uh, music there. Um, the radio show, it airs every Tuesday from Fishbowl Radio Network. Uh, so at 7 to 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, tune in with us there. Um, I do have a couple big projects that I'm working on, so I can't go public with it yet. Right, but right. I, you can give me a little, give a little, just a little bit. So, um, I, I have a couple uh people that have reached out that have been inspired to um move forward with their own businesses. So, um, I'm meeting up with a couple piece, uh, people, couple people out of Houston, um, mm -hmm. so that are launching a few things for women, um. And another project. So shout out to Stan. He got my, don't know if you can see my shirt, but he customized my shirt. So my guy. Okay. Yeah. So we've been yeah. talking about, and he might not care if we go a little bit public with this, but this is something uh, that we'll really take seriously um, in the upcoming months is creating a gun, um, a gun club for women. And this is not Ooh, to be I like that. I this like is that. not to be violent or anything of the sort, but you know. There's so many single black mothers out here and the fact that we're unprotected, not only because we don't have or are uneducated about how to protect ourselves, you know, mm -hmm. with guns, but just even through martial arts or, you know, whatever, if we don't have guns, and, and just first, defense, yeah, anything, we, we don't have that. And so, but we also have to protect ourselves from some of our men. October is, a uh, part of domestic violence awareness and I, me being a prior um, victim of domestic violence, I take that very, very seriously. Um, I have the scars to prove it. It's not something that if you are in that situation, it's not that you're bringing it upon yourself. You not, you not being aware of who you are causes you to stay there, but you have to make sure and you have to be aware that there are men out here that are going through an identity crisis. They have traumas and that's why they act out in the way that they do. And it is not your responsibility to care for them or try to heal that part of them. So if you're in that situation, you need to remove yourself and your children for your life's sake, number one. But number two, allow that person to go on about their journey and let life teach them. Hopefully, hopefully they get around some good brothers or divine alignment, God himself will be able to uh, expose that in himself and get some help. And, you know, I don't hate the person that did it to me. We actually talk all the time, but it was something that I had to realize. It's not my responsibility. A right. lot of stuff we need to um, reel back in and understand what our responsibility is for ourselves and stop picking up other people's shit. And so the gun club will be a space where, you know, where we become knowledgeable about those aspects and again, how to protect ourselves. And also um, that way we could protect our children as well. Right. Well said, well said. Hey, keep me informed on that gun club stuff. I will definitely share all that stuff. You send me anything about that. That's nice. Yes, we'll need, needs more of that. Need more gun education in the yes, black community yes. in general. We I'm do. all for that. So definitely. Yes. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, like I said, you're definitely you're welcome back anytime. Um, I got to give a big shout out to uh, Coda LaFlair for yes, uh, setting Coda. this up. For me. And the whole Silent Dreams, Camp Pack Lane, all those yes. guys. Shout out to um, them boys. Yeah, and LaFlair too. Shout out LaFlair, everything. All of that. Love them. <laughs> Love them. All right. 
Everybody, this has been the Cloud Chronicles. I'm your host, Jerry and Blaze. This is Keisha Sanchez. Y'all make sure you go follow her on all her social media sites. Check out I Am Radio. And like, share, and subscribe for the Cloud Chronicles. We are out. Peace. Kiss your mama. Drink some water. Yeah. All that good jazz. I will. All that. Hydrated now. <laughs> Take Bye. <care. laughs> Bye.